Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Shelby! Girl, what's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling today? I'm feeling so good, you guys. Like, the the mood from January to now is a whole different vibe for myself. And I'm okay. just really, really in a, good, in a good place mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm out here really doing my thing. Okay. Yes. Um, and I love that. So I wanted to share something with you. Well, you already know about it, but I wanted to share it with, you know, anybody listening. So I decided part of my like journey for, to get to like a good space, I took a long time to like just be secluded in my own mess. Right. And I, it, it was purposeful because I spent a lot of time in fasting and prayer and during that time, I just really wanted to know, like, what am I doing? What I am supposed to be doing? What is my purpose in life? Right. That's a hugely loaded question. But during that time, I felt like God was giving me a couple of ideas. And mm-hmm. when I was praying, I'm asking God, wait, are you sure? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> I'm all questioning him. So one of the ideas that I got was to start my own personal project. And it is a personal YouTube channel. And I'm going to call it Erica's Diary. Well, it is called Erica's Diary. And it's already out there for y'all to look it up. Um, and what it's about is where I'm just sharing my experiences, things that I've gone through, things that I've overcome, things that I'm healing from, and just really sharing my testimonies and my healing journey through anything and hopes that, you know, it just resonates with somebody that is listening. So I'm really excited about it. It's brand new. So please, you guys, if you are interested in YouTube and you want to see it, just search Erica's diary. So I'm so excited. And one thing that I love you guys is about Shelby and I is we're still going hard in the paint with all things melanin in the podcast, right? But we still support each other in our separate endeavors. And so while I was still building the channel, y'all, I hadn't even published it yet. I saw one subscriber and I'm like, hold on, I got one subscriber already. (laughs) And it was Shelby Brenna. So (laughs) I just have to thank you, friend, (laughs) for being my first friend, my number one subscriber. Yes. Well, first and foremost, you know, I am down like my flat tires. It's to the wheels fall off because you stuck with me. That's the first thing. But second off, first and foremost, I am so proud of Erica. Like, I am so excited for her to start her own personal project and her own personal endeavor just because I'm so excited for you know, people to get just a glimpse into your story and, you know, what you've been through and what you have to share and also your healing process and different things like that. Um, I have had the privilege as Erica and I have been friends for the past five to six years, you know, to hear, you know, her stories and to support her and to be there for her and different things like that. And I really do believe and think that as you share, um, 
whatever you're going to share on your channel and different things like that, I think that is going to touch and help heal and resonate with who it's supposed to resonate with. So I am so happy for you. I am so proud of you. I am so excited and eager to see what you share and how you share it. I have turned on my post notifications because <laughs> I, Erica is one of the most kind just most supportive people that I know. So I'm always going to support her. I'm always going to go hard in the paint for her. So y'all subscribe, y'all listen. I am just, I will link Erica's diary in this um, show's description notes so you can find it easily. But I am so excited for now. this journey. I am so excited for this journey, friend. I am just, I'm just excited. Thank you, you guys. This is actually a leap of faith. Even though it's just something that I can just be creative on the side with, this is not really anything I'm putting pressure on myself to do. But it's like, I'm a private person relatively. If if I don't know you, I'm not really out here telling you my business. Like, But this is a leap She's of not. faith. I felt led to do it. <laughs> I felt led to do this, you guys. So whatever happens, happens. I feel like whatever you go through, you grow through. And once you get past it, you're supposed to share it and, and to help somebody else. So that's what I'm... I'm out here trying to do it, girl. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> so, enough about me because I'm getting awkward. Um, <clears throat> we're going to jump into our dating and relationships segment. So, oh, Shelby, I already know we're going to have a lot and a little to say about this. Um, so, the question is, if a man asks you out on a date, let me read that again. If a man asks you out on a date... <laughs> Does that mean he's required to pick up the bill? Why or why not? And then I got some other questions for you after this, but go ahead. And the words is how absolutely. Um, shout out to Ty. <laughs> um, first and foremost, if you ask me, like Erica said, on a date, why would I get to the date for you to ask me to go dutch or ask me to go half? I have an issue with that and I have a problem for that. Let me be clear before I start going off and ranting right quick. I have a job. I make my own money. I can pay for my own burger. I can pay for my own steak. I can do all of that. I can pay for yours too. The point is you asked me to take time out of my day for me to get cute, for me to get the dog, for you to give you the, for me to give you the best presentation that I can give you. And you want me to go Dutch. First of all, if you ever ask me to go Dutch or ask me to pay for the bill, don't ask me for that. Don't ask me for my number. Don't ask me. Can you see me the next day? Don't ask me for no cat. Don't ask me for no booty. Don't ask me for shit. <laughs> Nothing, nada, not one thing. I have a problem. Don't ever fix your lips to ask me that. Like, I don't know. It's just the principle of the matter for me. Honestly, it's the principle. If you ask me on a date, you should pay for the day. I feel like that just, you know, says the president. I will say that once, if I'm dating somebody and we start dating, I'm obviously going to pick up some of the bills. I'm obviously going to pick up some of the dates. I'm, all, I'm honestly going to um, treat and, you know, take care of my dude and my man and different things like that. For me, I think that the guy should pay on the first date because I feel like so many men say that they want to be the, you know, the leader in the household. They want to be in control. They want to do all that things. That starts with the first date. And I want people to keep in mind that a first date doesn't have to be super, super expensive. The last first, that, the last first date that I went on was at, where did I go? Eric, where did I go? What's that wing place? Wingstop. Yeah. Girl. Wingstop, thank you. The last first date that I went on was Wingstop. And it wasn't like a super, super expensive date. And I didn't even get anything because I wasn't hungry because I had already ate. I just got a drink. That's it. But like we went out, we had a good time. He paid and different things like that. Honestly, I think that 
it's common courtesy. I personally think that whoever asks the other person on the date should pay. That's why I'm not going to ask because I'm not going to pay on the first date. <laughs> um, but I think if he asks you, <laughs> I'm being honest, <laughs> like we could go back and forth. Oh, what you doing? Then? I'm not going to ask you what you're doing. I'm not going to ask you, do you want me to meet here? I could want you to meet here. I'm not dropping nothing until you say, hey, let's meet up. Okay, that means you're paying. Ladies, you got to work this. And I hope that I'm not coming off shallow, but I'm just saying, I'm being honest. Like, I think that the man should pay on the first date to set the president. But I also think that the first date shouldn't be, doesn't have to be super expensive. I do understand the other half that some people, some women go on dates just to get food and they order outrageous things are outrageous items and what I would say to a dude is is if you're gonna go on a date pick somewhere in your budget pick somewhere where you know that you know it's not outrageous or you feel comfortable paying for it you know like don't let them pick like if you know that you ain't got it like that which is perfectly fine don't let them pick pick somewhere you you know feel comfortable and at the end of the day if somebody really wants to get to know you and they want to be with you or date you or you know, see how you really are. It's not really that important where you go on the date. It's the important thing is how the date goes. Like, how are you interacting with that person? How are you treating that person? Are you being, you know, attentive? Are you listening to them? Are you asking engaging questions? Are y'all having a good time? Because you can go to a five-star restaurant and ball out and have a horrible day. Or you could go to Wingstop for a $20 date and still have a good time. Like, I feel like you have, to, I think that people stop, you have to stop putting the pressure on how much the date is and start putting more thought into how the date is going to go so you can get a second date. I think that's a, a great point. Of course, my answer is in agreement with you as far as um, is he required to pick up the bill or do you think that a man should pay? Um, yes, because I'm walking in with the expectation. If you ask me out to dinner or whatever the date is, then I would expect for you to pay. Because for me, I look at it like courtship and you're pursuing me and it's a gentleman thing to do. I might as well get my own door then if you if I got to get my own bill. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think um, I look at it so simply because even when I'm out with my girlfriends, um, there's been many a times where like, oh, I got the appetizer. Don't worry about it. Or, oh, I got the, you know, I got the first round of drinks or I got this round or we, we pay for each other's stuff with no questions asked. So if my girlfriends can buy me an eight piece lemon pepper with an extra ranch, then why can't you? You know what I'm saying? Right. So and I and I I agree. It is about um, the how the date is going and not about how much money is being spent. But I have witnessed uh, a first date before at um, Benihana's, a hibachi restaurant. It's, it is expensive on the expensive side. And this man that was on the date, he just had a bowl of rice while his um, date, who was dressed to the nines, and it looked like he just got off work, he, she was dressed to the nines and ordered the whole combo, the steak, the lobster, the shrimp, um, the scallops, the fried rice, all of it. And I'm just like, okay, girl. Now, that kind of just told me that, like, okay, have you never been here? Because there's some girls that, like you said, will just go for the food and they may pick an overly priced restaurant and they may, you know, just want to go there because they know they're not paying for it. I'm not in that mindset. Shelby don't have that mindset. Like she said, we both can pay for our own stuff. That's not the point. But 
I don't feel like I should ever be invited out somewhere. You're taking the initiative to, to bring me to this place. And then you're like, oh, well, you should actually pay for yourself. Now I'm already ready to pay for myself in case right. I go down. Stay ready. But, okay, I do not think that it is gentleman, gentleman-like to ask somebody out and then not, you know, take care of everything. A man, if you want to be a provider, that's the first way I'm going to know if you a provider or not. If you ain't providing this $5 for my street tacos, then what are you doing? Right. So anyway, the next question, Shelby, is when should women start paying for dates, do you think? So I feel like this answer can vary, but I want to be clear it's not the first date. Um, I think that the woman can, you know, start paying for dates and different things like that when you're a couple dates in. Me personally, I'm probably going to start paying or or paying for dates and planning dates and different things like that when we are A, in a committed relationship or B, when we are exclusive and almost in a committed relationship. My whole thing is that like, if you treat me good, I'm going to treat you better. Like whatever you do for me, I'm going to give you back tenfold or do for you tenfold. I don't have a problem taking my man on a date. I don't have a problem paying for his suit. I don't have a problem treating him and different things like that. And I think that women should. I think that women that just, or men, whatever, that just rely on their partner to pay for everything and do everything. I don't think that's cool because if, you know, we were in that situation and we always had to pay the bill, that would get old very quickly. So I am of the mind that if you are in a relationship or you're exclusive and you feel comfortable footing the bill, I think that you should pick up the bill. Um, Sometimes I feel like that shows your partner that you're not, that you're in it, that you're in it for them and not for the money. I think that it shows them that you appreciate them, that you care for them and that you are willing to go the extra mile for them just like they would go for you. I do think it's very important to treat your man um, and take him out and wine and dine him and different things like that. And the same thing I said with the first date, it doesn't necessarily have to be a super expensive date. There are so many different things that you can do on a date. Y'all could go to botanical gardens. You could go to picnic. You can go, you know, do something adventurous that's outside that doesn't even have to do with food. I think that what we need to remember when we're going on dates and we're getting to know people, that it's not about what type of date it is or how much it is. It's about, are you getting to know that person? Because the purpose of dating and the purpose of courtship, really, and honestly, if we're being honest, is really just to see, do I like this person enough to continue dating them? Do I like this person enough to be in a relationship with them? And then the ultimate, okay, we we in this thing. <laughs> we didn't been doing this for a while. Do I like this person enough to say yes to them and spend the rest of my life with them? If they ask me to marry them, like the purpose of dating is really just to find out if you're aligned on, you know, your vision, your goals and your outlook in life. And do y'all want similar things? And can y'all work? Can y'all come together and work toward those goals that you have? I think that so many times social I'm going on right now. Sorry. I think that so many times we go on social media and we see people on dates and see we see people balling out and we try to keep up with the Joneses when you don't know what that person had to go through to go on that date. Or what they are, if they have to work extra shifts, if they got it, great, but they may not have it. And I think that we have to stop idolizing everybody else in their dates and what they're doing with their partner and focus on what you're doing with whoever you are dating or talking to. So yes, I think that women should pay for dates. And I think that you should do it when you feel comfortable doing it. But for me, I feel comfortable doing it when we have verbally committed to each other. Because if you are lying to me and you're talking to somebody else, you're going to fit that bill. I'm sorry. 
you're going to foot it because you're wasting my time. But if we're committed and we have said, okay, you know, we're exclusive or, hey, you know, I have no problem picking up the bill. But because men play too much, if you wasting my time and trying to play you, I want you to pay for wasting my time. But that's me. What about you? Um, yes, I think it's perfectly fine for women to start paying for dates. I really think it just depends on the situation. Like if how many dates have y'all been on? How long have y'all been to, uh, dating? Like, is mm-hmm. it exclusive? Um, for me, when I'm in a full blown relationship status, like it's not it's nothing for me to just be like, oh, I go let us go here and I'll pick it up. Like it's it's not a like, oh my gosh, I don't I don't really know you, so I'm not about to do all this. But right. I do have a cute idea for women that are they're like, okay, you know, if it's the second date, I don't mind paying. Um, I have been on a couple of dates with this guy. It obviously didn't turn out good. Um, but one thing was is he was always really he always took the initiative to plan a date. So he actually told me one time, he was like, Hey, you know, let's go somewhere that you've never been and you pick the place. So I did pick the place and it was this, um, the first thing that we did was went bowling. Now for me personally, I like to be competitive when I'm playing games and stuff like that. So I said, I was like, whoever the loser is has to pay the, the winner, uh, has to pay the winners, uh, street tacos. Well, I lost and normally I don't, but I did. And I paid for the street tacos, but that was like not even $20. You know what I'm saying? So there's like cute little ways that you can do it without trying to like intimidate a man like, oh no, nah, I got it. I don't need you to to provide this money. You know what I'm saying? There's right. there's ways that you can kind of show that like I'm not here to use you for your money. I'm not here to use you for, you know, food right. or a good time. So right. there's different ways you could do it when you do start paying for dates. But um, I remember seeing this thing on Twitter and it kind of made me feel some type of way, but I thought it was so cute. Like you were saying, Shelby, people look at social media, but you don't know what they went through to get all that together. So on Twitter, it was this screenshot of a text message. This guy had just randomly sent his girl a screenshot of a, a American Airlines flight to Cancun. Or I'm sorry, it was a the resort to Cancun. And he was like, what are you doing August 20th through the, the 25th or whatever? Right. And she was like, uh, nothing, but what's up? And he had already planned the date, already paid for it, and said, I'm about to get the tickets next week. She posted the the screenshots of him getting those American Airlines tickets. And I was like, see, it's about the initiative for me. Right. Okay. Right. I'm not really so worried about who paying this, who paying that. Obviously the first day I feel like you should, but throughout the relationship, it really shouldn't be so tit for tat. Right. But I'm like, for, for me as a woman, I'm like, you're showing initiative. If you already taking care of it, like I ain't got to worry about it from nine to five. I got to worry about it 24 seven. I got to worry about it, but this, I shouldn't have to worry about if you, if I'm supposed to build some sort of relationship with you, I don't want to feel like, well, I don't know if I want to tell him that I would like to go to this concert. Cause he might make me pay for it. Like, you know, I don't ever want to have to be in that position. Right. So I'm saying all that to say on a date, I would prefer for the man to just lead in that way. If you want to be, if you talk about you want to lead and you want to be a provider and all that, well, lead me to Wingstop and provide (laughs) the bill. Right. I agree. So (laughs) why do you think, so why do you think, why do you think people friend get so bent out of shape over like who pays the bill and all that good stuff? I have no idea. 
I have no clue why people get bent out of shape. I think people need to heal from their hurts because maybe they have in the past have gotten screwed over by a woman that literally just wanted to go so they can go to this restaurant that they can't afford themselves. I'm never going to ask you to do something that I can't afford myself or take right. me somewhere that I can't afford myself right. or not even try to help. I, I guess that's like the independent part of me because I know that if a man will want to take me on this lavish trip that I know I'm not about to drop three grand on, but I'm still going to be like, well, don't I need to do something? And he he's like, no, I'm taking care of it. My instinct is going to feel, is not going to know how to react to that because I personally have dealt with men that are like, act like they don't want to take, first of all, take you out on a date, plan a date, none of the less right. pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think a lot of people do get bent out of shape by what they've been through as far as maybe they've gotten used by doing that. Right. And it's just messy, but that's the only thing I can think of. But why do you think people get been out of shape i actually have no clue either and i pretty much agree with everything you said i just don't, I, I honestly think that a lot of times it comes from past experiences and a lot of time when you've showed when people have experienced hurt or they've been done wrong and different things like that they tend to project that onto the next person until they're proven wrong which i get and i understand but i think that you have to be very careful and very weary of doing that because you can miss out on a really good person blaming them for what somebody from your past did Yes, that's, I mean, that sums it up right there. But if you're going to ask me, you're going to pay, period. That's all I got. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's keep it moving to our next segment of the show, which is the journey where, where Shelby and I will be discussing the journey to building our brand, All Things Melanin. So today, as we're building our brand, one thing we promised ourselves is that we would give one another the room to grow without I mean, within our brand, excuse me, as well as give each other room to shine in whatever area that we want to. So as we're navigating growing our brand, let's share how we support each other. So Shelby, what you got? So you already know I got a little backstory before I give my answer. So backstory. So when Eric and I started our brand almost four years ago, because we're coming up on four years in September, whoop, whoop, um, we had we both knew that we wanted to do something in media right but we knew that hey that's not what we went to school for so you know people aren't necessarily going to hire us to do that and different things like that so we created our brand all things melanin as a way to kind of feel our creative side to create a real for us and really just to get experiences in and different things like that as far as our brand goes Obviously, because we've been in the game so long with our brand, Erica and I are aligned on what our brand is, um, what we talk about, what we do, and all that good stuff. However, there are still things that we are passionate about and that we like that are separate from one another. And for me, it's really important for me to obviously support Erica in anything that she does. Like for instance, like with her new YouTube channel that she's doing, Erica's Diary, is because that's a creative outlet for her to share and to be creative. What a lot of people may not know about Erica is Erica is insanely talented and creative. She there is nothing creative that she cannot do. Like she, for instance, she is so good at creating graphics. She is so good at looking at design and she is amazing at you know editing and creating videos and different things like that and so I think that when we support one another and we push one another to you know follow our dreams and our creativities outside of our brand 
I think that it just allows us to just go hard in the paint for our brand. But I think that it also allows us to fulfill ourselves. I, um, a month or two ago, Erica and I did a staycation and, um, I don't know if I shared with the podcast fam yet or the melon fam yet, but like a year ago, I had shared that I wanted to start a travel agency, which I did. Long story short, didn't work out for me. Didn't like it. I think there's a lot of money in it. I think it's very lucrative, but I just realized it wasn't for me. So when I had a lot of turmoil inside about whether I was going to do it, there are some other things that I just felt like I wanted to do or I wanted to do creatively by myself. And I brought it up and I was talking to Erica about it and I didn't tell her this, but I was actually really, really nervous <laughs> to talk to her about it because I didn't know what she was going to say. I didn't know how she was going to react. I didn't know if she was going to be like, girl, um, even though she's never done that before. That was me in my head. So as I was talking to her and I was telling her, you know, like, I don't think that I want to do this podcast thing anymore, but anybody that really knows me knows that I aspire to be like a media personality in some type of way or like a travel influencer or something like that. And so I shared with her something that I hadn't even shared with anybody else but my diary (laughs) in my journal. And I told her, I said, I really want to start like, you know, like on my personal page, like I think that I want to start like you know, talking about travel things and, you know, maybe start up a travel podcast and different things like that. And like literally without skipping a beat, Erica told me, she was like, friend, if that's what you feel like you're led to do, or that's what you're supposed to do, then you should do it. When I dropped the tra- the trailer for it and I did it, like Erica was one of the first people to come and talk about, I'm so proud of you. This is so fire. And so I said all that to say, and to tell you those quick two stories to tell you that I think that if you're in a partnership and you have a, a brand with somebody, it's really important for you to, to, um, to support their, um, their personal projects and their personal endeavors because you never want to be the person that is jealous. You never want to be the person that holds them back. And I just think that Erica has so many different gifts that God has given her that when God tells her to do something, it's not for me to stand in the way to tell her friend, you shouldn't do that. It's for me to support her. It's for me to back her because at the end of the day, we are friends first and business partners second. And anything that she does, I just want her to know that she has a friend in me and she has a supporter in me. Friend, you know what? We should just end the show right now and just meet up and just have some drinks. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that, I appreciate everything that you have said. So I, in, in the words of you, I'm going to piggyback by saying <laughs> that one thing about Shelby is she's always, um, she's always implemented that idea for us to just always make sure any quarterly meeting we have, she's like, okay, so I just want to make sure that you're being able to do your individual goals. I want to make sure that you're, what you're doing now for all things melanin is, you know, satisfying you. Or is there anything that you would rather do and things like that? So it's always important to check in with your partner and be like, okay, should we change up duties? Like, are there any other things that you want to accomplish? And that's really shows open and honest communication and it shows respect. So one of the things that, um, you know, Shelby's really good at, especially with building our brand, but any other endeavor she wants to do is writing. She can sit up here and write whatever she want to write. And I'm just like, where does this come from? Where where did you get this idea from? <laughs> she can definitely come up with a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, and I'm like, where did you get this? Where did, where did this come from? This is great. Let's do it. So, and then also she's really good at social media. She's like our social media guru. She's like, okay, these are the analytics. And this is what I feel like we can do to increase our engagement. And our strategy should be this. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. But she also uses those in individual goals for her own personal 
projects. So I think that you should always support your friends, period, and other things that they want to do. But one thing we always said about all things melanin is that because we built this baby three years going on four ago four years ago we always want to make sure this is our priority first like making sure that this is up and going and doing what it wants to do and then our other stuff you know find you know of course find the time to do that stuff but don't let all things melanin decrease because we've worked so hard we put so much work into this right and like Shelby said in the beginning because both of us really have a niche for something in media where it be media personality or media production or anything like that we're creating that own lane by doing this brand so what better way to do that and then when it really gets to that peak where we want it to be then we could leverage what we're individually doing as well right Does that make sense so yeah that's what I would say just support one another Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, literally, I definitely think that this just goes hand in hand with our brand. I think it goes hand in hand with what we're building and what we're doing and also what we encourage other women to do as well. Yes. So let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener letter that was sent over to us and we will give our advice on it. Like I always say, straight talk, no chaser. So (laughs) this was actually really good, Shelby, and I ain't gonna lie, I already read it before we got started. So I'm gonna just let you go first. You go first (laughs) all the time anyway. But it says, hey, Shelby and Erica, I need your advice. Recently, I just got engaged to the love of my life. We've been dating for the past two years, and he popped the question in a surprise proposal. I was so ecstatic, shocked, and happy I'm marrying the love of my life. This is supposed to be one of the happiest times of my life, but shortly after, my happiness was short-lived. Shortly after, I started planning for the wedding, looking at venues, starting to decide who I want to ask to be a bridesmaid, and one of the girls I want to ask to be my maid of honor has been one of my good friends since middle school. The issue is she is anti-marriage and has been going on this tirade on how marriage is just a piece of paper, how it's a waste of money, and we're wasting our time getting married. This is hurtful to me because she knows how much I've been waiting on this moment. Should I talk to her before asking her to be my maid of honor or just not let her be in my wedding? I'm so torn. So before we get this party started, um, I just want to say that I have not been married and I am not engaged. So please take my advice with a grain of salt. That's what I will say. Second of all, congratulations on getting engaged. Congratulations on, you know, committing to be with your person in the love of your life. I think that is amazing and that is something to celebrate. What I am going to say, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. I think that when you're getting ready to join with somebody else, Um, particularly with marriage and you're getting ready to build, you know, a life with somebody else, like your fiance is about to become your life partner. They're the person that you're going to do life with and different things like that. So you want to make sure that as you are working toward your wedding day with your partner, you don't want to have anything or anyone around you that's negative, that's not supportive, and that's not going to uplift you um because if we're being honest the job of a bridesmaid is to support the bride that means not having an attitude that means not putting your opinion that nobody cares about um on them and that means just not being negative nancy all the time me personally if somebody was showing that much negativity toward me 
and I was getting married, before I got married, I would not ask them to be in my wedding because I don't have time to coddle you. I don't have time to have all these full-flown discussions with you. If you don't believe in marriage, okay, you don't believe in marriage, but don't put that on me. Don't put that energy on me. Okay, you think this is dumb and you don't think this is a piece of paper? Cool, you ain't gotta come. And I know that this person has been your friend, but I just think for me personally, if I was getting ready to go into a covenant with somebody and I was getting ready to declare my love to them in front of everybody, then I wouldn't want anybody that contradicts that in my wedding party and around me. I would want people around me that are uplifting me, that are encouraging us, that are speaking life into us. And I would want a maid of honor and also bridesmaids in the wedding party that are going to do their duties and to do their jobs. So me personally, I wouldn't want that type of energy around you because that's going to rub off on you. That's going to rub off on your fiance, soon to be husband. And that's going to rub off on the wet, on the wedding party. And I think that it will leave a bad taste in your mouth. And when you look back on your bridal experience, on your wedding experience, I think that would be what, excuse me, one of the biggest regrets that you have. So I think that if you want to, um, you know, be nice about it or you want to give it a try, have a talk with her and let her know how you're feeling, but also let her know that if you're going to be on this wedding, what you're not going to do. I think sometimes brides and stuff try to be too nice. No, this is your day. This is your wedding. Tell people what they're not going to do. And if that's something she can't get with, then you know off top, then that's somebody that you don't want to be in your wedding. What do you think, friend? Um, yeah, she would absolutely not be in my wedding. Um, a sa- she'd get a save the date. She'd get an invite, but she would absolutely not be the maid of honor. I'm sorry to say, I don't care. We've been friends for 15 years. No, because <laughs> right. I don't appreciate the selfishness that's already coming out of her. Like you just got engaged. Like, come on. Like, I feel like this should be one of the happiest moments. And, Um, it's hard to be truly happy when you feel like people closest to you aren't happy for you. And I just feel like this is a once in a lifetime moment or you hope it to be. And you don't want to look back and be like, why did I have this person standing next to me? And she never supported me at all. Now we could, I could be a little messy and get into the reasons why she's anti-marriage because sometimes that negativity will breed jealousy. And for me personally, I do not want anybody standing next to me in my wedding that doesn't support me. I don't care if you don't like my man, but you're going to support me. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's just selfish of her to imprint her beliefs on you and this is supposed to be one of your closest friends so she should know you know how to handle this situation whether she agrees with it or not and it reminds me of an example of my cousin sorry girl I'm gonna put you out there but um she ended up not inviting any family when she got married now she did get married at the courthouse but you can have witnesses and you can invite people. And she didn't invite, she didn't even invite her own twin sister, you guys. And we all grew up thick as thieves, me, her twin and um, my brother. And so now she got married and didn't tell anyone. I think the witness was like his, his sister or something like that. And it was kind of hurtful. But the reason why she did that is because she felt like nobody liked her husband, which was kind of almost true a little bit. I'm just saying. But we still would have shown up because we her family. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really about um, the other person. Um, You know, of course, if people at your wedding, they they know both of you. They love both of you. Of course, it should be about that. But some people will invite you to the wedding. They don't. They ain't even met your man. So they don't even really know. They just here to support you and your family. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just felt like 
with my cousin, I'm like, girl, it doesn't matter who likes him or not. Like we would show up because we're supporting you. And that's it. That's period. And, you know, she's been married. She got married super young at like 19. So, I mean, even though some of the family didn't agree with her getting married that young, we still would have all showed up for her, period. And, um, but back to this story, when, even if you're friends since middle school, I know that's a long time, but you just don't want to force it because it seems like you're already having second thoughts anyway about having right. this person as your maid of honor. Now, right. I personally just would not have her in it if she's going to already be spewing out negativity. I don't need nobody standing next to me that's jealous and wishing their husband was theirs or, you know, wishing right. my wedding was theirs or, you know, planning it, planning what colors – I should have chosen, you know, things like that. No, but some people can just be bitter and just don't want to see other people happy. And I don't think that's fair. If that's your friend or supposed to be, then she don't need to be that close to you in the wedding. That's just my opinion. I agree. I concur. So you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we're going to leave you guys with the words of encouragement. Shelby, you want to go ahead and read the Bible verse? Yeah. So our words of encouragement come from Matthew 6, 34. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's today's trouble is enough for today. Let me tell y'all something from my heart. That's honest. I'm a worrier. I worry a lot. I'm a worry rat. That's what I do. Um, But, you know, honestly, I specifically chose this Bible verse and different things like that because I feel like so many of us are worriers and I feel like we worry so much that we tend to not enjoy the present moment, the present time, and we make up all these scenarios in our head. So we experience it twice, once the first time when we worried ourselves into a fret and the second time when it actually happens. Um, I think that worry is normal. I think that we're all going to worry. I think that we're all going to, you know, have worries some days and different things like that. But I think it's really, really important not to not to dwell on it. I think the thing about worry is being a worry rat or worrying a lot is not going to make anything better. It's going to stress you out. So when I think about this Bible verse, and I have to remind myself, I have to remind myself of this all the time, is do your best to minimize worry if you can. And I know that's easier said than done, but I think a lot of times when we worry, we're not allowing, we're not really putting our faith or praying to God and allowing him to do what he needs to do. I think a lot of times worry comes from us taking on things that we were never supposed to take on because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times when I worry, I try to just really go to God and I try to pour out my heart or I try to journal and I just try to do a brain dump. I think that it's really important to do a brain dump, but I think it's also important to Trust in God and to have faith that he is going to work it out for you. I think that sometimes you really just got to lay it at God's feet and leave it there and not take it in tomorrow and not take it into the next day or the day after that or the day after that. Because when you're taking it into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and repeating the cycle, you're not helping yourself. It's still not getting it's still not getting solved when in reality, all we really, really need to do is really just. Give it to God and let him do what he does best. What do you think, friend? Yes, I definitely am a worrier too. Uh, what this 
Bible verse says to me when it says like today's trouble is enough for today, to me, that just means take it one day at a time. And that's such a challenge for me because me being a planner, I'm always planning ahead. I'm always worried about, okay, what if this doesn't work out? What if, you know, worry just comes from some parts of worry can come from you just worrying about things that haven't even happened yet and probably aren't going to happen. But then also I worry in, in terms of dreading things like, Oh man, I'm like, I don't want to have to go to work or I don't want to have to, you know, pick up these kids today. Like it's whatever um, is making you dread. There's some worry in that too. And so I think those are the two biggest things for me because why dread something when you know you're going to have to do it anyway? Why dread paying your rent when you know you're going to have to anyway? Why dread, you know, going to work when you know you're going to get up and clock in anyway? So I think when we take one, one day at a time, it, it helps to calm you because honestly, you guys, we can't be out here so arrogantly. Like we, like God just, is owed us all this time. We actually don't even know if tomorrow is promised. Okay. So why are we worrying about tomorrow? Um, but it is a challenge for me on a daily. So this Bible verse definitely, definitely is going to be on my list. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us all now. Close your eyes, bow your head, sway with it if you're driving. Here we go. Heavenly Father, we come to you as as we know how. First and foremost, not to ask you for anything, but to thank you for everything. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to bless us, that you will keep it to cover us, that you will continue to go before us in each and every um, portion and part of our lives, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that if someone is worried, if they're stressed, if they're overwhelmed, they're, or if they're just feeling discomfort and uneasiness, un, and uneasiness, Lord, we pray that you would alleviate that. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them comfort. We pray that you would give them peace. And we pray that you would give them contentment. We pray that they could live in the moment. We pray that they can leave their worries at the door. We pray that they can leave the words at their feet, Lord Jesus. And we just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just let them know that you have them covered, that you love them, and that they are a child of God, and that the weapon may form, but it will not prosper. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.